When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies. And today we're going to talk about sitting the month, 40 days postpartum confinement care. And I have Dr. Lily Yu Gillespie. She is a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine and is a licensed and board certified acupuncturist and clinical herbalist. Wow. She has such amazing information about the postpartum period and really this traditional Chinese medicine practitioner view about the first 40 days of postpartum and baby's life. She just has such reverence for that postpartum time and for caring for the new parent that her honesty and her admiration for this time just, it floored me. At times, I literally was getting a bit teared up hearing her ideas about finding that support. And there's a quote that she said, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but she was talking about musicians make music and artists make art and pregnant people make life. They make a human. And her honoring of the body after that with the healing process is just so beautiful. So I think you're going to get quite a bit out of this conversation. Before we get to that, I just want to remind everyone that I have a really quick and easy downloadable of five simple solutions for the most common pregnancy pains. So if your back's uncomfortable, if your neck and shoulders are aching, I've got some poses that you can do pretty easy pretty quickly to alleviate some of those common pregnancy aches and pains. Also, we still have our live prenatal yoga classes seven days a week. Now we are starting to open the studio again, but we are committed to keeping our online community flourishing. It is what kept us thriving for the last year, and we are 100% committed to keeping our community going. There's no reason just because we're opening the doors that we should shut other doors. So we are really looking forward forward to continuing to see how we can rebuild together as a community. And thank you for those that have continued to show up and support us. Speaking of support, if you haven't yet, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this from. It helps people find the podcast. All right. And then the last thing before we get to my wonderful conversation with Lily is our online teacher training. We know that we're definitely continuing the online version for our 
2021 early and late fall sessions, and we already have applications. So if you are interested in studying with us from the comfort of your own home, check out our website, prenatalyogacenter.com. Check out the teacher training page. We do limit enrollment because people really, we want to see people practice and teach the yoga. And so we don't want to overcrowd the training. We have a pretty hard cutoff of how many we allow in. And we often have a wait list because we want to hold the integrity of making sure everyone has individual attention as well as their individual voice heard in our conversation. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a super quick break and we come back. Please enjoy my conversation with Dr. Lily U. Gillespie. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hi, Lily. How are you today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to speak with you. So Lena told me so much about you and what you do. And she was telling me she did a podcast. I'm sure you heard about it. She did a podcast episode with us. And when she was telling me about the 40-day postpartum confinement, I thought that was fascinating and something I wanted to learn more about. So I'm just so appreciative that you're giving me some of your time. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So I guess let's get started with, I'd love to learn a little bit about you and how you got into postpartum care. Sure. Um, I came to the United States when I was 15 from Taiwan. And when I first came to this country, I didn't really speak English. Um, luckily, I was great with movement. So I was a cheerleader and I became a dance educator and I moved to New York to dance. Um, and I taught in the dance studio and performed in various dis- different dance companies. Um, later on, years after that, I began uh, my study with the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became a licensed acupuncturist and licensed um, herbalist. I delivered my first baby when I was in school. My mother insists for my aunt to come in from Taiwan to help me with postpartum care. And I told her, no, I don't need help. I could do it. It's just a baby. Don't worry. <laughs> so little did I know that I needed the help uh, desperately. Yeah, we all need help after that baby comes. <laughs> right, right. So um, I was in school and I became an herbalist. I study a lot about herb, about nourishing the body, and also fundamentally we can take care of our body inside out, mm-hmm. not just from the outside, but uh, allow you to be strong, allow you to have a wonderful transition into menopause and things like that. So I became um, very, very interested in postpartum care. Oh, that's fascinating. All right. So tell me about or explain what sitting the month means. Sure. So traditionally, sitting the months means um, it means t- 
take care of your body a month after you deliver a baby. Um, historically, only the royal family, uh, only the princesses and the empresses, that they had this kind of opportunity because the imperial doctor will visit their home and take care of the woman after they have babies. Um, Back then, of course, only the royal family had this kind of opportunity to have this kind of practice. But later on, more and more uh, people were able to do this. That's great. I wish well, I have the question. We'll talk more about it later. But I, when I was researching, I was really impressed to see how many different cultures have something similar. It's kind of upsetting that the, the U.S. Actually, no, let's jump into that. So yeah. as I mentioned, so... What are your thoughts that this is not something that has been embraced in mainstream America, but many other cultures have their own version of this? Sure, yes. Um, I ask myself that questions as well. Um, I realize that many different cultures, they have their way of taking care of postmodern women. Um, for example, uh, in the Korean culture, they celebrate 100-day baby's birthday. When they have a birthday party, they have a banner and says 100 day birthday for the baby. Mm-hmm. And um, in Taiwan, um, they will celebrate 30 day old birthday for the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think back then, uh, historically, a lot of babies don't survive. They oh. don't really make it. So they will wait till a month later to register the baby's birthday in the city hall. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was yeah. also looking. That, I didn't even occur to me that that would could be a celebration that you know we got the baby thirty days, we got the baby a hundred days. Wow, right. I hadn't even put that in my mind. Um, right. So different culture, they they have a different way um, to celebrate and embrace this healing um, special time for the healing. Um, so in America, um, I think there are a couple of things. Um, one, that American women are very independent, very strong. When you ask different part of the world what they think of American women, they have this image of Wonder Woman pop in the head. So um, a lot of the time, we don't think we need help. And asking for help, um, people mistaken as a sign of a weakness mm-hmm. or you are incapable of doing something by yourself. Uh, I made a mistake, too, because I really told my mother, like, I, I didn't need help. I can do this by myself. Don't worry about it. Um, I think that could be one aspect that we didn't know that we need help. And another thing could be that um, in America, we treat postpartum uh, injury as an external injury, mm. as a sports medicine injury. Um, if you deliver in a Western hospital, um, they will have an ice pack ready for you. Yeah. If you have a vaginal delivery, they are, they will put the ice pack uh, on your vagina mm-hmm. to keep the womb cold so you don't feel the pain. Right. Um, they, many doctors even use the analogy of uh, running a marathon. They were tell you that your muscles is fatigued. Mm-hmm. They will tell you to soak yourself 
in an Epsom salt bath. Mm-hmm. bath. Right. Um, but if you really think about it, if you have a car accident and you have stitches on your arm, you would never soak your arm in the Epsom salt. Yeah. Because the stitches might get dissolved and you might have to go get stitches again. Mm-hmm. And if you have a vaginal delivery, the cervix has to open to 10 centimeter in order for the baby's head to come out. But if you are on your period, if your cervix, uh, cervix is open, you should not soak yourself in that Epsom salt. So, what about a sitz bath? I had my midwife after, it wasn't Epsom salt, it was special herbs um, that we put in warm water and I just kind of sat in up to basically just my hips, um, right. which is different than Epsom salt. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Um, traditionally, the female body should avoid wetness, dampness, and coldness. Mm. So sit bath is a shallow water mm-hmm. um, and it's warm. Mm-hmm. It, it, most of the time you cook with herbs. So those are wonderful. But ideally, in the best way, you will actually use a steam. Mm. So the herb, yeah, so there are vaginal steam now. Um, So you can cook the herb and the steam come up and it will allow you to sit and you have a cover. So Mm -hmm. to keep the steam inside. Yeah, it's interesting that you're bringing up the ice and the heat because the the little I know, and I'm so excited to speak with you about traditional Chinese medicine. I worked with for many years um, my acupuncturist, who also does traditional Chinese medicine. Oh my gosh, she gave me when I was getting pregnant. She gave me these herbs. I swear it was like dirt. It was just, like they literally <laughs> someone could have literally gone into Central Park, put some dirt in a bag, and be like, "Here you go," and it probably would have tasted the same. Um, it was I found very challenging, but she was all about um, warmth, like warmth around the yes. solar plexus, always staying warm. So yeah. as you're talking about the idea of ice and, you know, as I had been a doula for many years and I would be like, yep, they're going to give you ice. And now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh, but I think the ice is really, isn't it for the swelling? Because there can be some swelling. Right, right. Um, so we can definitely talk about, um, for example, there are four things in the natural healing process. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, when you first get injury, there's a heat swelling, pain, and redness. Mm -hmm. So those are the natural four things a body or a tissue will go through. So when the baby come out causing the uh, trauma in the external surface, Uh and we use the eyes to reduce the swelling. Um, They do that in sports medicine. Uh, For example, if a football player is getting hit in the arm, we want to reduce the swelling right away, we put an ice pack. That should be applied in the immediate stage only. Mm -hmm. But uh, birthing is different because this is not just external injury, it's internal. Right. Oh, that makes Um, total sense. We're not just looking at the perineum. We're talking really that whole birth canal, Mm -hmm. which is... So much deeper. You're not shoving ice up your vagina. Hopefully, hopefully, right. <laughs> right. not shoving up ice their vagina. Right. Right. So, right. tell yeah. me a little bit about the 40 days postpartum care. What does that entail? Um, if you do a traditional way, um, the birthing mother should stay away from wetness, dampness, and coldness. So, for example, she will use the herbs that's cooked and processed to wipe her body down. 
You want to imagine that after average fourteen hours of delivery, your pores are open. Everything is open.、Mm-hmm. We want the heat to go back to the body, so you will avoid touching raw water. Raw water means the water that you turn on from the faucet, and you don't touch cold water. So you don't touch cold laundry, you don't touch cold dishes. Ideally, someone will be able to help you and assist you for that.、Um, and you definitely want to nourish your body as much as possible if you want to nurse the baby.、Um, if you're nursing the baby two to three hours in average, you should replenish yourself every three hours as well. With like、so、warm water drink- or tea or. Tons of soup, Super, ideally.、Okay. Yeah.、Um, so that go in a little bit detail about the breast milk. We can change the viscosity of the milk. So, if, for example, we don't want the baby to consume watery milk, we want the baby to have a meal instead of a instead of a liquid.、Mm-hmm. So, if the milk is nice and thick. It will be very sufficient for the baby to be full, and you can extend your nursing time to every three to four hours instead of every two to three hours. Oh, that sounds appealing. Because、right. <laughs> I, I remember early on, I felt like, okay, I finished, and then I'd be like, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm starting again. Like it just felt it was constant.、Right. Oh, never I never stop. I never heard that. All right, so I'm I'm kind of stuck、right. on this no cold water. Like, is this like a hard fast, or like brushing your teeth, like washing、um, your hair, like where where is this? Where's sure, the line? Sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You certainly want to figure out what you're comfortable with. For、okay. example, there's a dry shampoo.、Um, you can use、um, baking soda on the brush and brush the oil out. Okay.、Uh, you definitely have to wash your face. You definitely have to brush your teeth. You definitely have to wash your privates, especially that's very important.、Um, you, if you deliver in the hospital, they will give you peri bottle.、Mm-hmm. You put soap water, warm soap water in it. And every time you use the bathroom, you wash yourself. So in average, you should wash your private four, five times a day, and then you use a blow dryer, use a warm heat to dry yourself out,、oh. so you don't use tissue. Oh, okay. I hadn't heard、yeah. that. Okay. Right. Right. What else is so? What are the parents, the new parents, doing during this time? They're they so they're home. Um, obviously, because they're probably not going out if they're, you know, trying to stay warm and stay、uh, replenishing themselves. What is typically done during this confinement? So you talked about the bone, bro- like about the broths and the soups,、um, the warmth. What are they doing at home during this? Is it just about parent bonding time? Um, certainly, um, I think the mother is going through a lot of changes,、mm-hmm. um, both physically and emotionally and spiritually.、Um, when a baby、uh, come out of your body, you need to take the time to listen to your body again. You want to learn your new body again.、Um, I often tell my clients that、uh, men don't have the Organ to really relate to what is happening with you.、Um, if you just f-、um, finish leaking blood, 
in your vagina, and now you're leaking breast milk from your breasts. So you need to take the time to allow your body to really adjust to this new motherhood. Mm -hmm. And the men don't have organs to really understand what you're going through. So I often will ask the men, if you're leaking blood from your orifices, what would you be your focus now? You want to focus on healing, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You would not be worried about when can I go outside to work out again. Right. Yeah. So I want the parent um, to really work this together um, from not sleeping, from taking care of the baby. Sometimes people will be frustrated, but you want to understand you need to embrace that change together. Yeah. So the parent, right. So the parents are not um, extending their energy outward. They're not. Um, inviting all their friends to come to see their baby. They should be at home. Take the time. Take the time to learn your baby's cry. And you being a mother, you can probably tell when the baby is just talking, mm-hmm. sounds like crying. If the baby is uh, has a dirty diaper or if the baby needs to be burped, all those cry will sound different. So the baby is trying to communicate with you. Yeah, so it's a time of really getting to know one another. So I'm curious, we kind of jumped to this talk about the different cultures and we never t- finished the conversation about, so your mom's like, okay, I'm going to bring your aunt from Taiwan. You're like, no, I can do it. So let's finish that loop. Did your aunt come? What was your own postpartum experience like? <laughs> sure. Um, so I told my mother, I don't need help. I'll be fine. I'm just a baby. No problem. But she insists on hiring my aunt. So my aunt flew in from Taiwan, brought all the herbs, all the things that she was prepared to, to cook for me. And luckily she came because uh, for my own postpartum experience, it was very traumatic. Mm. I delivered my baby at home. Um, at the time, I was in school, so I was very firm about having as natural as possible. I didn't want epidural. I didn't want any drug. I just want to deliver my baby at my own home. Um, she arrived. She was a nine-pound baby. She was really big. And three days later, my uterus came out. So they are four. Okay, right, let's let's back up. Yes. How far how far prolapsed were you? Just for listeners that may not, I understand pelvic organ prolapse, but for listeners that might be like, what does she mean? Came out. So let's hear what kind of degree in which you had prolapse. Sure. So there are four different degrees in one, two, three, four. Um, number four degree means your uterus completely come outside of your body. And I had third degree prolapse, mm-hmm. meaning that partial, uh, organ, partial uterus came out. When I bend down and I can see an organ sticking out, um, I was shocked. I was confused. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just extra tissue that needed to come out. So luckily I did not pull my, oh my uterus goodness. outside oh my of my goodness. body. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so this, let's just take a beat here and say, okay, friends that are listening, if you're having extra tissue hanging out of your vagina, 
don't try to pull it out yourself because you don't know what it might be. It could be bladder prolapse, it could be rectal prolapse, it could be uterine prolapse. You you find someone that can help you. That <laughs> I never had that thought before that someone might be like, oh, let's see, should this come out? Wow, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. So did she help you identify what that was? And then what did you do from there? Um, we immediately took a picture to show it to my midwife and my uh, doula. And they were extremely professional. Um, they gave me medical advice. And uh, we also contacted my OBGYN. So uh, the Western approach was um, either insert a metal umbrella into my uterus to keep the uterus open. And second method was to stable my uterine wall onto the abdominal wall. But if I would be pregnant again, the uterus would prolapse again, will come out again. So um, I knew um, that was my condition. So if I was pregnant the second time, my uterus will probably prolapse again. And it did. Yeah. Um, my aunt called her older sister, who was a postpartum specialist. She's a traditional confinement lady. So she did this for a living. She opened a confinement center in California for 15 years. So my aunt called her sister. She immediately sent me the binding material. So there were three sets of binding material uh, were sent to me. They bound me. I started doing uh, Kegel exercise, abdominal floor exercise on the bed. I was sleeping with three pillows underneath my pelvis with my legs up in the air. So within a week or so, uh, the pro-life condition was much, much, much better. I no longer see my organs anymore. And about three weeks or so, um, I had a, a lot of bleeding throughout the time. Um, I probably bled for almost two months. Oh, wow. but, then, but then it turned out that my period came back right away. Wow. Okay. So I'm really interested in the binding. Can you talk about that a little more? Sure. Um, so we want to understand that it takes 40 weeks for our abdomen to expand, for the baby mm -hmm. to grow. Um, after the baby leaves the space, our organs are being pushed aside. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. We want all the organs to go back to its original place. Mm -hmm. And so for the people that are pregnant or um, you probably understand that if when the baby's growing and pressing onto the bladder, bladder is at the bottom of the uterus, and sometimes when you cough and sneeze, you have an accident. Mm -hmm. And some people even experience morning sickness or um, burping, heartburn. Again, that's when the baby is expanding and push your stomach up. Mm -hmm. So all the internal organs are being pushed aside because the baby, we need to make space for the baby. Um, after the delivery, we want all those organs to go back to the center or to its original place. So the binding can assist 
assist with that. Um, we want the binding to support the internal organs and then go back. Also, we want the binding to place on our pelvis. So we want to imagine our pelvic floor is upside down triangle. We want to close the hips from the greater trochanters mm-hmm. and also close the abdomen, allow the organs to come back up again. Oh, I love hearing about this. And let's also specify that this sounds like a very specific place in which you're saying we're binding and probably the degree in which we're binding. Um, I feel like, and I had, this was recommended to me, um, postpartum. I was having, I had a very hard delivery with my first and I knew something. I had some prolapse, some bladder prolapse, and I went to a PT and she's like, yeah, get a binder. And she recommended just a brand online. She said, make it as tight as possible. But it wasn't from my greater trochanters. It was more at my hips, like my hip bones. And it, because it was so tight. So if you're, I love that you're being specific, like greater trochanters. For those who don't know, so your thigh bone has kind of this protrusion at the top, um, like a little bony nubbin. Um, and so that's really, that's that's low. And so when you're closing in there, it's inviting up. But if you close from the top at the hips, at the top of the iliac crest, you're pressing down. And so I feel like not just happening to me, but I feel if people are told, oh, just go online and buy a binder, if we're not closing and supporting and closing at the bottom and lifting up, we're actually squeezing in the center and pushing down. So I like that you're being really clear of the instructions, the way it's done and the mindset behind it. It's not just it's not a binder to try to look thinner. It's a binder to support upwards. So I just want to make sure people don't then go online and be like, let's buy a belly binder. You know, so it sounds like it was really specific with what your aunt had specified. Right. You definitely want to be careful. Consult with the physician. Consult with someone who knows this. Um, What you just say is the instruction wasn't clear enough. You were binding at the ASIS, anterior Superior LS spine. So you were placing the more pressure down. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to hear about the idea of this mental preparation for this confinement period because I get in my head of the idea of 40 days kind of, I mean, we've been in COVID so for a year, it's that own kind of confinement, but let's hear the mental preparation. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so we're back. So can you talk a little about the mental preparation for this type of confinement practice? 
Um, sure. Um, when my aunt was helping me, she said to me in Taiwanese, she said, "San Egui, Gaju Pang, San Begui, Si De Bang." It was very, very beautiful, and it hit me right in the heart. So, what the phrase basically was saying that if you deliver successfully, you go to the gate of hell and circle around and come back. When you wake up your eyes, you can smell the rice wine chicken soup in the kitchen. But if you don't make it back, the back of your head. Will hit the board of a coffin. Ah,、oh. it was very powerful when she said that to me. So this mental preparation is that if you decide to deliver a baby, you get a gold star right away. You are risking your life. Well, back in the day, of course. Right now, with the modern technology, not many women die anymore. But in the past, women do risk their life to deliver a baby. So this is a time that you deserve to be treated like a princess. You deserve to be treated like an empress. Anyone, your friends, your relative,、um, or practitioners or physicians, deserve to give you all the help you need. So this mental preparation is that. You want to remember this is time for you to heal, to recover, to nourish yourself back to health. Asking for help is not a sign of a weakness or you're incapable. It's really let people know.、Um, I think reaching out is number one. Let your friends and family know. I am going to have a baby, and if you guys could help me, that'd be great. Send me some soup, for example, <laughs> right?、Uh, or help me take out the garbage if you can. I know with the pandemic, we don't have a, any visitors、uh, that come to the house.、Uh, so yeah, but this—that's bringing up the idea of it may not be available to everyone to have forty days of postpartum confinement, especially because. Unfortunately, and I won't get too much on a soapbox about this.、Um, a lot of people don't have maternity leave, and so you know, our, I have my own thoughts on that. <laughs> I won't go there too much. But a lot of people don't have maternity leave, and some people are unfortunately back in the situation where they're back to work with it while they're still bleeding. So if someone Doesn't have the support or opportunity.、Uh, there may be two certain aspects that you can encourage that promote healing. I know it's not ideal. I know we really do want to respect the healing process because it's quite the ordeal the body goes through to make a baby, to create this person. You make a separate organ, the placenta, then you birth all of it in some manner, and then there's a huge healing process. And there's a lot of it's like a wound inside. So if someone doesn't have The opportunity to stay and heal, and they have to be back a little bit more up and present. They're like two greatest hits that they should try to incorporate. <laughs> right.、Um, try to keep your physical body warm and happy. I think that's very important. I like that. that.、Um, allow your physical body to be warm.、Um, 
for example, not to drink cold ice water if you can. And I understand a lot of women have to go back to work right away. Yeah. Um, I treated a police officer in Brooklyn and her maternity leave was five days. <gasps> oh, my heart aches for that person. Oh my goodness. Especially. Oh yes. my gosh. Okay. Especially she was a police officer and she was worried about the job that acquired Ugh. her body to do run. Yeah. Uh, all physical um, activities that she was demand to do. Um, so I suggest her to do the binding. There are certain binding that's comfortable enough mm-hmm. to support your organ and even support your spine, so mm-hmm. she can she can go back to work and certainly understand the concept of hot versus cold. So after a woman deliver a baby, her state of body is in the cold state. Cold state just means things are moving slowly. Things right. are, are uh, your energy is low. And then opposite of that is things are moving fast. You're healing really fast. You are very happy. You are very, very high up in the spirit. So after you deliver a baby, the state of the body is cold. Mm-hmm. So you want to replenish as much as possible. That makes right. a lot of sense. So, right. Okay. So, for expectant people here in the United States, if they don't know anything about herbal food or medicinal food, why would you? How do you suggest they start? Would they? Would you suggest they try to research on their own or try to find a traditional um, Chinese medicine uh, practitioner? What are your thoughts? Um, I thought about that. Um, I am here to help. Okay. Um, I am more than happy to give you my information and you guys, uh, you can contact me. Um, of course, if you have a herbalist that in your neighborhood or an acupuncturist that you trust or a massage therapist or postpartum doula, definitely reach out and maybe do research together mm-hmm. as a team effort. Um, we certainly don't want you to just start ordering medicinal yeah. food and start eating it by yourself. You, you need to consult with the herbalist. Um, it's easy enough that I can prescribe uh, decoctions from the herbal pharmacy, and we can send it to anywhere in the United States now. So that's good. All right. So I like. That's just to repeat. Don't start doing it on your own because these herbs. While well, people, I think what happens is people think, oh, they're herbs. You know what? What, what harm can they have? But they really do have uh, medicinal properties that we want to be mindful of what we're putting in our body and their and how it affects our body. Right. Um, it, it is medicine, right? So we don't want to just order any kind of medicine and start taking it without yeah. consulting anyone. Yeah. From a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner's perspective, what would you say to to newly expectant people to help get their mind around this transition? Um, I think welcoming a baby is definitely a very, very exciting thing. This pure soul is coming to earth for the first time. And this pure soul get to be with you for the rest of your life and become one of your family member. Um, take the time to cherish this moment, including all the ups and downs. If you're getting frustrated, do not 
do not blame your partner. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely turn the situation around and make that into a very fun, fun moment. Um, I have done many house calls for my clients, and I've been to a family where the uh, partner was very frustrating, and it was yelling um, at the birthing mother. And as I was treating her, giving her acupuncture and massage treatment, I realized she was very nervous. She couldn't relax. Okay. So I asked her, um, how often do you feel like crying? And she told me every single day. Oh for the past month and a half. So she didn't realize that she was suffering from minor postpartum depression. Um, if you really think of it, you really shouldn't cry every single day for a month and a half. Mm -hmm. So I brought it up to her gently. And later on, uh, she texted me and told me that she started reaching out to talk to, talk to her close friends and her mother, and she's seeking help which was um, very important that um, for the new expecting parents, mm -hmm. you don't be afraid. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and definitely understand the house might be a little bit messy, but it's okay. And, yeah. the, and the baby will be crying. You won't know what to do. And it's okay. You will figure it out together. And then turn those moment into a funny moment and make each other laugh and just remember this pure soul get to be here in your life and it's a wonderful wonderful thing I like that idea of, and I need to remind myself of that when I get kind of stuck and irritated to, can I take a beat and turn it around and try to make it something to laugh about? I like that. So now that we understand a little bit more about the traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, what you offer, the 40-day confinement, some people might be thinking, okay, I want to do this. So how would someone find a, a practitioner that can support them for 40 days? Because there's only so many people that you can, if you're, I, didn't, I think you stayed with Lena, correct? Right, right. So how you can't take too many people at a time. So how does someone, how does someone find someone to offer the support? Um, two of my aunts are professional confinement ladies. Okay. And they have a small team of women that they work with. They will go to um, clients house mm -hmm. um, with the pandemic. It's definitely more tricky. Um, they don't want to fly unless they have a fully protected um, outfit and right. shield, mm -hmm. basically. Um, in terms of finding TCM practitioners in your neighborhood or locally, um, I have a small team that I work closely. Dr. Yuan Guan Chen is a holistic midwife and uh, um, OBGYM. Um, Dr. Lisa Assumption is like me. She's a licensed herbalist and acupuncturist in New York State. Um, my cousin Diana, she is a special postpartum care uh, specialist. Um, she's also doing wonderful job. She lived in the confinement center for six months. Wow. Just by looking at the confinement soup, she would know which stage the woman is about to finish. Oh, wow. So is it this kind of thing that 
they can, someone that just gave birth or they're preparing to give birth can set up kind of like ongoing consultations and then they may have a, a parent, like their mother, for example, or an aunt or a sister or a friend can take the role that you did and they can just help because you've helped or someone that is a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner gave them the steps and then they can implement it at home. Is that a possibility? Most definitely, most definitely. And even if you don't know anything about herbs or any medicine, um, for example, eat the soup that make your heart happy. <laughs> if your family can cook you the soup that you're, you just smile every time you eat it, that is a medicine for your heart. See, I'm thinking, you're probably thinking like warm brothy soup. And then in my mind, I'm like, ooh, lobster bisque. Probably a little <laughs> heavy, probably like. So coming from New England, I'm like, New England clam chowder. So you're probably thinking more brothy soup. And I'm going for like cream based, not the same um, thing, right? No problem. I think every every family, every culture, they celebrate different, um, cherish different flavors, cherish different dishes, and it's not a problem at all. If you do the binding, and if you are nourishing yourself, it doesn't matter what kind of soup. soup does not matter. <laughs> Your brain will be so smart and figuring out all the. Uh, fattening soup that I'm consuming is turning into breast milk for the baby. <laughs> and the milk will be such a meal so for the baby. <laughs> you will not gain any weight at all. <laughs> yeah, this is my New England roots. <laughs> I'm like, let's have some bisque. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, if you can offer one more final tip or piece of advice you'd like to offer new or expectant parents, we'll be right back. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Okay, we are back. So I actually should have asked first, is there anything else about this sitting the month that I didn't ask that you wanted to share before we ask your final tip or piece of advice? Um, sure. <laughs> I think there are many different ways um, of doing sitting the month or uh, confinement uh, practice. Most importantly, remember to rest and nourish yourself. Um, I want to use analogy in Chinese medicine. So we know the four seasons. We know there's a summer, there's a spring, there's a fall, there's a winter. Mm-hmm. So after you deliver a baby, the state of the body is in the winter season. Um, in the winter season, from the outside, it looks quiet. The leaves are dead, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of movement. But underneath the ground, underneath the soil, all that energy is being pulled down to the root to get ready for the spring, mm-hmm. to nourish the soil so the spring comes, the trees can grow, the flowers will grow. So in this 
analogy that you should not expand your energy outward. The nourishment, the quietness, need to come inside of your body to nourish your uterus, so you can be pregnant again if you want to. And then your mind shouldn't be outward shouting to the world about your new baby, about、uh, fabulous things that you're doing. All that energy should come to the inside of your body and really connect with with your body again. What just happened to you? You just made a human.、Mm-hmm. Artists make artwork. Musicians make music. You make a human. You want to take that time to connect with your baby, to connect with your partner, and if you're a single mother, don't feel alone because you're not the first one that just delivered the baby. You will never be the last one. There are many women are in the situation who can share a piece of advice or even simply just ask you how you're doing. Do you need help? So certainly take the special time. To nourish yourself and then regain your health, and we're talking about inside, not just the outside appearance. We're、and、talking really about like yeah, the reverence and honor in which you're explaining the process of birth is really beautiful. I like that introspective looking at what the body did. At I love the artists create art, musicians create music, and. Pregnant people and birthing people create humans. There's something really, I don't know. I find that very profound. Like it really moved me. So,、um, thank you for sharing that. That really, I, there's something really deep that、um, that worked for me. So, thank you. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> most welcome. I'm crying now. Oh, is, is there? So, let's just go with where can people find your work? Because you really have a really beautiful. View of this process, and again, just such respect for the process of giving birth and the healing that I'm sure many people are listening and they're thinking, "Okay, I need to work with Lily." So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, if I ever had another child, which I certainly am not, I, <laughs>、uh, I would really want that kind of support. So, where can people where can people find、oh, your work? Thank you. I will leave you my contact information at the end.、Um, I am thinking something about、um, bigger in, in the future.、Mm-hmm. I want to offer classes. I want to teach people how to make easy herbal soup at home.、Um, I want to be able to、um, just al- to allow anyone. From all over the world to answer me questions.、Um, doesn't matter what culture you're from or what nationality you are. When a birthing mother deliver a human, we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you are just a bright star, and it has been such such a pleasure、Thanks. to have a chance to speak with you and for. I think just a different perspective, and while many people respect the the new parent, I don't know. There's something, just the respect that you have is just it's beautiful. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You are welcome. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.